Greetings and welcome to the Lakeland Sports Guys. Tom Carroll, Chris Cox, Dan Spivey coming to you from Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood, where it's a beautiful spring day here on the 17th of April. Glad to have you along with us. A lot to talk about. This was a weekend of football, guys. It's also a weekend of a lot of running going on uh, in and around with some uh, local athletes that uh, uh, taking part in the Boston Marathon. They also had a triathlon up in Greenville. Uh, they also had the... Um, Ville to Ville run as well, and, and we'll talk a little bit about all that. So a lot of that going on, but uh, you know we got baseball locally to talk about. We got football locally to talk about. We got all kinds of fun stuff. Great, let's roll. Get it started here and there. But first of all, I uh, want to say congratulations too to uh, the runners. We talked a little bit about uh, in that intro. Um, Josh Fennell and his crew they did the Ville to Ville. Uh, if you don't know who Josh Vinnell is, he's uh, he's been involved in a lot of activity, uh, mainly with triathlons here and around the Lakelands, uh, in Greenwood in particular. Um, but now he's involved. He's done the Dam to Dam race uh, from uh, Lake Murray up to Lake Greenwood. And, uh, again, this is like I think his fourth time doing the Ville to Ville. Uh, so congratulations to them. That's a lot of up and down the hills running. That's right there. That's, that's, well, I know. That I, ta- some- I talked to Travis this morning and his group uh, – I think they finished 25th out of the 30 in their category. But most of the team, this is a team event. Yeah. And most of them have six runners, you know. They had only four runners. And they were, in their miles, he said they figured up it was 9.45 minutes a mile to get them from there to Greenville. (laughs) That's a long way. That's a way. long way. Once you get to Swartmore Trail, though, yeah. you're thinking, gosh, this is going to be the easiest 13 miles. <laughs> and Getting all the way yeah, back. And he now. said, you know, when it started at the start of the race, it was kind of up in the mountains. So you expect a little bit of fog, and it was a little chilly. And, you know, they were people that had on long sleeve t shirts and a t shirt over that. And next thing you know, they're getting down toward Greenville, and this, you know, let me get out of some of these clothes because this done got hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's it started off uh, raining most of that morning, Sunday morning too, to go along with all of that. And then they had the triathlon. Andy's race took place at the uh, West Side Aquatic Center up there in Greenville, and we had um, a couple of well, a couple. We had four or five that uh, competed up there. Holly Sarko uh, competed. Um, also, Kathy Randall, my daughter, was up there. My wife Daphne uh, competed in that, as did Dan Carr. And now Dan is in his 70s, and this this gentleman, he swam 400 yards, he biked the 15 miles, and then he ran a 5K at the end of all of this at, at 70-plus years old. I give him a lot of credit for That's all that he's doing. I mean, you know, he, he worked with the railroad for a good number of years, and, and he has managed to keep up his strength and, and remain diligent as far as uh, being active. I need to get back into that. I used to run those things back in the day, but I couldn't run them now. Mary, when you, I got tickled when you said it. When you said the damn to damn run, I'm like, yeah, somebody's chasing me. That's the only damn reason I'm running. But, yeah. but, <laughs> and, but And then the other one that ran or was in the triathlon was Misty Seaborn, and, uh, you know, congrats to her. Um, you know, she is just done. And she did. She dropped like 40 minutes off of her last last run. That How about Daphne? How'd she do? She did well. She uh, she went to, what, 210, I think it was, 214. Okay. So she did, she did well. 
You helped her with the biking aspect of it, I'm sure, didn't you? No, I didn't. I didn't do any of that. She's on her own for that one. Hey, he was on the sideline chucking water bottles. I was That's a good job. That's perfect. Trust me. That's what I'd be doing. Now, I did see, and I'll tell you what, I'm. Tim Connolly was there as well. He had some friends that were involved in Andy's race. And Tim Connolly is, uh, he's an old friend of mine in the, back in the swimming days up there in Rock Hill. And he is the vice president of aquatics that are up there. They're yeah. running, he runs 17 pools, two 50-meter, 13 uh, short course, and a, and a warm water pool to go along with all that. But he, said, he told me, he said, the Fort Mill area guys is unreal. What's going up there? They are not, you know, when we competing, they're building another 5A school in the Fort Mill area. That'll be opening up here in a couple of years. We've seen a couple of one when we went to Catawba Ridge. Is like what those yeah, little yeah. colleges, and, and they're there. not accepting new yeah. athletes. They're not accepting new uh, enrollments. He says that we're, they're just full. They Unreal. they can't keep up with the growth that's happening down there. You know, right now. So you know, you you want you want to talk about an area that. That's growing, uh, you know, teeth and bounds and everything else. It's it's going to be that uh, Rock Hill Fort Mill area, um, and we're going to you know we'll see some more competitive sides that are going to be up there with Catamba Ridge coming in. Mm-hmm. How competitive they have been with opening up, and they've only been around what four years. Five yeah, they're years. they're new. Yeah. So so well, by the time they get through opening up schools there, they're going to be a conference among themselves. Yeah, they may be. We about had it anyway with Rock Hill and Northwestern. You you may have two regions up there instead of one, Mm -hmm. Um, and all of them four or five A. They call it Football City USA, right? They do call it. Let it go get it. Football City USA. (laughs) Beat each other to death. Yeah, we got Title Town down here though. So we do. You're right. (laughs) There you go. I like it. Would you find for Football USA or Title Town? I'd rather Title Town. Title Town too. Go along with all that. Yeah, I like that better. Uh, But congrats to all those uh, individual athletes getting out there and and, uh, doing well. And you know, if you've got a individual sport that you're involved in, whether it be team, um, you know, whatever it might be, let us know about it. Glad to hear about it. And we definitely follow it for you. Yep. And see. But, uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. But uh, good seeing old friends, too, in the process of all that. And I, I tell you, he is the best aquatics director you could possibly look for. And I, I even asked him, so what, what's, what's it going to take to get you to build a pool down here? <laughs> we need a 50-meter pool, not just one, but we probably need two down in this area. And he said, well, you got to start looking at grants and, and getting involved in all that. But most of all, you've got to have uh, uh, an owner or a president that's willing to to put the money and the time into it. So. And that may be the next sport that we see come up at Lander. Men's and women's swimming. Or they'd have to build a, a, a legit right. pool to right. go along right. with it. So. But, you know, in the big scheme of things, if you're looking to add another sport, that that could be it right there. Well, I say, I go, I'll and here's be the deal. that. Like I said, you love the title the way it did, man. The girls, if they need a sport, that means the guys are probably going to get one too. So that's how yep. the rugby's and lacrosse have started. So I think it would be awesome. Now, I know who the first guy I'd come to for that. I mean, you, I'd probably lose you as a partner. But, I mean, I'd definitely come to D. Tom Carroll and say, hey, man, I need you to run this thing for Lander. So be ready when no, they come I'll run, call. I'll run the pool. No, when they come a calling, buddy, be ready to be the head coach. I, and the, well, I'm not going to be the head coach now. <laughs> We're going to let you be the head coach. I have and, done that. I put my time. I put my 14 and a half years in. Yeah, but I'm you done. get paid big. By, you'll, be, you'll, be a, you'll be a collegiate, not college. Collegiate 
swimming and diving coach. That pays. I don't know if Doc would want him away from home <laughs> recruiting that much. That would. Oh, I, no, I don't want that job. I'll run the facility, but I All don't right. think I want that. Well, he already volunteered for that one, so that's, that's a plus <laughs> for Lander right there. There you go. Erskine may be the one that gets it, though, so don't be stunned about that either. So yeah. Erskine may be the school. Well, wouldn't that be fun? I, I think I, we could put a 25-yard pool up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we could close enough. We could do that. That would be fun. All right. Um, let's start off talking a little bit about uh, what's going on in and around the Lakelands here. A lot of activity that is taking place. First and foremost, I'm going to start with tonight, the uh, Greenwood Eagles. They have their parents' meeting that's going on. Their schedule has uh, already been out, so we do know where they're going. But the 7-7 seven and seven schedule also came out, and uh, there's a lot of great, uh, you know, and we've hinted back at the end of the season. Even Coach uh, Liner had hinted that things might change offensively a little bit. But judging by where and how many seven-on-sevens we're going, you're kind of thinking that way. Um, we're going to be at Lawrence on June the 6th uh, for a round robin, another round robin June the 13th at uh, Crest, North Carolina. Then they go down to Charleston, College of Charleston, or not College of Charleston, College, uh, Charleston Southern for a tournament down there on the 17th. On the 20th of June is a round robin in Greenwood. Then they go to USC's tournament um, down in Columbia. That's going to be fun. That'll be uh, June 23rd, and then they'll have the Abbeville round robin on the 27th, uh, July 15th through the uh, or 13th through the 15th. They'll be at the FCA camp, which is going to be at PC this year, and then another round robin in Greenwood on July the 18th, Unreal. right before Dead Week. The two, the two I'd like to go to is go to Columbia because they're probably going to bring in some big name. See the tournament, and then to the PC one. I think you'll see with the FCA, I mm-hmm. think you will see uh, not just local South Carolina teams. I think you're going to see some teams coming in from out of state that uh, might get to see some good ball players. I think you will. I, I, I love 7-on-7 seven seven because it, it is an offensive phenomenon that, I, that you don't easily see with everything else in the other camps. But And I think you're right. It, it, just the fact, the sheer fact that we're doing this, that we're doing the seven on sevens more. We're going places. Uh, have bus will travel mentality. Um, that the one I think you said Crest, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was one of the biggest ones last year, and that's why we're going to that one. But um, it'll be cool. Like I said, that gives us something to look at doing uh, on certain days to follow the Eagles. Because I mean, like I said, you follow them a good bit. So uh, we, we kind of give us a little a little preview of what we're going to be, you know, calling during the year, or you'll be calling during the year, and just uh, just get closer to the team and really meet. The players at a facet that I, like I don't usually get to do, but uh, I'm excited about that about that right there. I'm also excited about the schedule because not only do they know where they're going, we know where we're going. We know where we're going, and, and we got the, the scrimmage schedule going out. August third, yeah. uh, we're at Abbeville. Then we go up to BHP. We take on Seneca and the and the Bears up there, and then. Uh, August twelfth, it's it's back for the Greenwood Jamboree, and we'll get ninety six for that one. So awesome. new coach, new f- system, everything else for two schools. That's awesome. Should be fun to see how that. Gonna be more out. than that because we're gonna have another. <laughs> we'll have a new coach at McCormick in the Jamboree. So. Hey, and they had the Junior Showcase Saturday. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if you heard about it or not. Emerald had uh, about five or six folks that went, and I know no uh, coach Todd uh, uh, was extremely thrilled with what went out there and everything that he posted already uh, and congrats to greenwoods uh, guys that went up there i know um, we had seaborn go we had ross go uh, michael holloway congrats to him he got top defensive lineman uh for the day 
in the process. So Can't wait to see him on defense again this year. Just a solid player. Man, he has been hitting the weight room, too, and he's bigger than he was last year. Well, you know why You know why Tad was smiling right this football season. <laughs> if it's basketball season, he don't smile much, but Tad DeBose is smiling because it's football. It's time to do his craft, and, and, and his team's going to be pretty good this year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, to seeing – you know, those two teams, hey, even though they graduated some really outstanding talent, you're going to get to showcase a whole bunch of new kids this year. It, I don't know. I, it took me forever to learn all the ones I had, but <laughs> so we'll get right back <laughs> into it again. again. But By their senior year, they'll have their yeah, names. We'll have them now. Let's, let's go ahead and ask Coach for a roster right now and see how long it takes him to get us one. <laughs> I'll ask, I'll ask Krug, he'll give me a, at least for receivers, I know who they are. But exciting times, man. I mean, like I said, man, we're, we're in April. We're talking about the showcases and and uh, the like I said, the seven on sevens we're going to be going to. It's going to be a busy summer, man, for real. Uh, as far as Greenwood Animal were concerned, but the chance to go, I was thinking for some reason that we were going to one at Coastal, but I guess we're not going that, to the one this year down there because they've got a seven on seven. But I don't guess we're in, we, we're heading down for that one. We're but, probably uh, going to uh, Charleston Southern for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, man, like I said, you're gonna see a lot of stuff, and I'm like you. I think FCA uh, at Bailey up there, at Bailey and all that at PC is gonna be a fun fun one to go to. Um, I knew Abbott was right after Greenwood, so. Uh, so it's like I said, this we're talking football now. We're in it in April, so that's let it roll, man. Let it roll. Yeah, spring practice for both schools uh, going to get ready to start up here on the first of May. Um, some other schools too. Uh, I think Saluda announced that May twenty fifth is going to be their spring game, if I'm not mistaken. So you'll have that in the mix uh, to go on with Greenwood's being on the eighteenth of May. Uh, it's it just you know, I'm ready. <laughs> line them, line them up. Put it on the floor. Let's get the gridiron going. Let's see if we can fill up the bab on the 18th. Let's do, for real. I mean, I, get it out there. Coach wants to see that, too, by the way. I'm watching Hazel Mom, by the way. <laughs> I love it. And see. All right. And I want to say congratulations, too, to uh, the Lander men's rugby team. They bounced back. They lost two early games uh, in the SRC 7s championship that went on, but then managed to come back and win the whole darn thing. Well, what's that first great. win, main anyway, man? Just come yeah, in the first win two off. wins. Yeah, it's lose those, man. Come in and win the main we're, thing. We'll yeah. just, we'll, you know, that's boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw Grant Grant McCallison. We, we're gonna let we're gonna let somebody else think they got a chance to win. He posted that and he he sent something right back in with that. So I'm looking. I hope you'll hurry up and send me the the group of guys he wants to bring in and us talk to. So that'll be fun to talk to the rugby guys. As long as they don't want to pick no fight with Stan, but. Like I said, it'll be fun. Like I said, I just love the fact that we're in Greenwood, South Carolina, and we can talk lacrosse, which I know nothing about, <laughs> rugby, which I know nothing about. <laughs> you know, but we've got two teams that are winning in they both are. of them. They are. And then, like I said, now you finally – a sport like wrestling who you didn't hear a lot about when – I mean, when I was in school, you had a wrestling team, but they didn't – they were football players and basketball players and baseball players. You never heard about wrestling. Now wrestling's huge in the Lakelands. So – and like I told you, Lander's still bringing awards in from that championship team that they just had at, at Lander. So it's fun times around the Lakelands. Yeah, and we were lucky enough to catch Coach Burke while he yeah. was eating lunch here today. Yeah. Uh, big thank you for him coming over and talking with us a little bit. But they had, they had a rough time down at Flagler down there in St. Augustine, Florida. In uh, talking with him, we probably said that, the, you know, it wasn't so much the what went on down there. It was probably the bus <laughs> ride. They were just, I mean, that's a long way to go for out. a game. Yeah. Uh, in the process, but uh, Ty, uh, Tyler Perell again led the Bearcats two hits in the day, uh, two home runs uh, as well by Lucas Monterino, um, and he led the RBIs too against Flagler. So, uh, you know, you add those guys into it, and these guys are just 
you know, hitting the ball all over the place, and, and pitching has improved. Seth did well, ends up 3-2, and two, gets the win on this, on this game. Injuries have stayed down in, on both sides of the bat, so to speak, with, with, with Lander this year. There haven't been a lot of players injured on the hitting the ball, and the pitches where there's been trouble in the past, and they've seen them over that hump now. Let's just hope it continues through the season, and, and we finish on a strong note. We're, you know, we're getting close to the end of that, to the regular season with that, too. So, um, good year so far. I, I mean, that does the one thing I didn't really ask him is expectations for the year. I mean, I think he would be very pleased right now. Well, he did tell us that Francis Marion was coming to town yep. tomorrow night, and yep. then they got a big series with Young Harris this weekend. Arrival. So, <laughs> Pack uh, the Dony. Yeah. <laughs> Pack the Dony. We need, we need to get it. Uh, yeah. Anytime you can beat Young Harris. Uh, but, boy, Young Harris is so good at soccer. Uh, what are they not good at? It's, and, yeah, <laughs> just being a small school up in the North Georgia Mountains, boy, they sure they have some pride. athletes. They take pride they in their some school. athletes. Yeah, they do. So. Going to be fun to see. Good weekend baseball, though, and I'm sure women's softball. You've already got the ladies' score going, so. Yeah, ladies' softball. They uh, shut out the Hurricanes eight nothing to clinch the series uh, yesterday, I believe. Was it not? Yeah. Um, Against Georgia Southwestern. I know. I told you, it must have been an hour game, but I don't. You don't have the duration of the game, bro. I might. Let me look. (laughs) It seemed like it seemed like first pitch, and next thing you know, they're already game's over. So. An hour and 50 minutes the game took. See, less than two hours. Less than two hours. <laughs> I knew it was fast. Started at 11, yeah, and it took an hour and 50 minutes to go along with that. But end up with a big 8 nothing win in the process of all that. So congrats again to the Lady uh, Bearcats to come away with another big win. But more importantly, they add another uh, W to that 26-14 overall score, and they're 15-9 and now in conference play. Turn it around, yeah. though. Yeah. yeah. So it's, things going. You keep winning the series, uh, you know, that'll keep adding up. And as a coach, that's what you do. If you don't start out on, on the right page, that's what you do. You say, look, we're not worried about winning every game. We're not worried about a sweep. We just want to win, you know, two or three. And then, then you start going just win one or three. And then they win that first game. And you say, hey, we get two or three now. And then you end up with a sweep. Don't even realize what you've done. Yeah. Well, there were games against uh, Tusculum and Dubber. Heather is supposed to play on Wednesday. Those have been canceled, uh, will not be made up. So mm-hmm. next time that the uh, Lady Bearcats are on the field uh, playing softball again against the University of Georgia in a uh, three-game series, they'll have two games, a doubleheader on Saturday. And that'll be uh, over there in Georgia, by the way. At, uh, is it DeLonga? Yeah, they'll, they'll be tired too from that one. <laughs> Yeah. The is not the closest. So, uh, yeah, they, and they, so they got two games Saturday and then one on Sunday. And that will conclude, and they'll get ready for Peach Ball play. Peach Ball play. And then our other two teams in the state, Clemson goes up to NC State this weekend and had a chance to sweep but got beat on Sunday. Uh, I really thought they were going to come back and win that one. But uh, that still, they're the number seven team in the nation, and they proved why they should be there. Uh, they won the series by the Yeah, they won the series two to one, but uh, the, game yesterday, the game yesterday, they, I feel like if you talk to the coach, he's going to tell you we should have won the game. They had, uh, they gave up a three run homer in the middle innings and uh, fought their way back a little bit. And I think they even had a tying run, a winning run on base a time or two and just couldn't get that hit when they needed it. But. And then South Carolina goes down to Texas A&M, the number 23 team in the nation, and does complete the sweep. So, came out of there with three-game victory. So Coach Beverly Smith was uh, happy after that series. <laughs> so, the, you know, so the softball in this area is 
really it's really it's good. showing out. It's it, really it, good. It's, it's kind of like our baseball stuff. It's if you want to if you want to play at the collegiate level, there's a lot of teams right here in the Lakelands area and surrounding areas that uh, would be glad to have you. That is true. And then also congrats to Clemson, their women's uh, golf team, for the first time ever. And you posted that, uh, ended up with their first ACC championship. I found something out about that team, too. Uh, you remember a couple of years ago we had an outfitter named Joey Pancake. She's been second base at Carolina. That's his sister, Annabelle Pancake, that's on that Clemson team. She's number one golfer. Um, so you're doing good, Hazel. Keep it up. <laughs> but uh, like I said, and, and ten, tennis, cross country. I think every time I share something with the with the men's and women's from Carolina and Clemson, Clemson's breaking a record in in some event in cross country. Every, I mean, in track. Every time I share something, <laughs> they had three guys. I think it was the, the three of the four hurdle guys. All three of them won a major award in this thing in the same event, and they they wrestle. I mean, they race each other every day. I was like, it's just crazy. And then, like I said, you got tennis going on right now. I think Erskine now, I think Erskine had a big tennis weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So Lakeland's is all on high alert. So they keep rolling. And tell you what, Amber's daughter is the hardest working you, employee Hatter, uh, Howard has here at Howard's on I mean, Main. She can go to the table right there. She is keep on going, it. Hazel. And uh, I tell you what, Hazel's on fire. Need to pay her double what her mama's getting right now. I think she's coming up here. <laughs> she's going to sweep me out. Yep. So, In the process. All right. A um, lot of other stuff that is going on. Clemson ends up winning their, what, second series this time against Notre Dame. Or not Notre Dame. Was it Notre Dame? It Notre Dame. Yeah, Notre yeah. Dame. Yeah, so it was Notre Dame over this weekend. And Carolina lost only their first series of the year. That was against uh, uh, Vanderbilt in what was uh, – well, some controversial calls, if you want to call it, <laughs> that were there, um, mainly with uh, with balls and strikes. But overall, we knew that that series was going to be tough, regardless of where you played it. And that may be one of those that you see in a super regional somewhere down the line. These two teams could meet up again, even in the SEC tournament. Yeah, nothing. That's what we. I, I expect to see that. Well, well you know, throw so LSU in there. Here you go. You got Vanderbilt was like number four in the nation right now. Carolina number six. I don't think they disappointed anybody in the game. No. Now, from a defensive standpoint, I was disappointed that Carolina didn't play any better defense Saturday and Sunday than they did. But you were still in both ball games. Uh, coach needs to go to work on the defense. Well, and like I said, I wasn't really disappointed in all that. I mean, like you said, you were talking about some what I would call bad calls and strikes and balls, but the errors, yes, and we got to cut the errors yeah, down. But down. I mean, you know, when you when you're playing for games and you got chances to win things, I mean, you know, we're we're in the games. It's not a matter we're not in them, but um, just got to do better, execute better, and cut errors down. And, and that's really the first series that we've had a lot of errors. Yeah, usually be when it's benefited us, and then that get that one series in Nashville. It, it rocked us a little bit, but uh, we'll be fine. It, it, we'll step back up. I don't know who we got coming in this weekend. But we'll we be got ready. well. We got Charleston Southern coming up tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. I'm going. I'm going. I just looked that up. I wanted to see who we were, who I was going to see. You just want to go to a game now. Yeah, I just want to go to a game <laughs> and see. And I want to see some of this stuff for real in life. And let's see who we got this weekend. I'm, come on, phone. <laughs> You want me to look it up? He's cousin at one phone. I got a tablet. You got a laptop, and, and <laughs> I can't get anything to come up either. So, 
I can look it up real quick. Charleston yeah. Southern, who coaches yeah, that team now? Because what's the name's not there anymore, is he? Did Holbrook leave? Charleston Southern. I, I don't know. He might have. All the SEC golf tournaments start this weekend. Yep. Men's and women's. We do have that. Oh, yep. uh, we got Florida. Oh, baseball Thursday, Friday. And they just lost a game to Georgia. They lost two yeah. games. Yeah, they and they lost. They should have lost Friday night, and they they end up coming back and winning that. But so we got another great weekend of yeah. of region. I mean, uh, region play. And, out, and outside of the Arkansas series, well, maybe the Tennessee, but Arkansas seems to be the it, really only big challenge after you get by Florida this yeah. week. Tennessee's going to be a tough challenge, too. And the softball goes to has Georgia this weekend. And that's generally a tough. That's a, that Georgia's, <laughs> I think, number four team in the nation right now. Coach Bev's going to be ready. I think her getting ejected in the Clemson games turned something around with her and that team. Man. I think they yeah. mad still about her getting ejected in the Clemson game, so. Hopefully, it's going to bring them around and they're going to play harder. All right. So, with all that being said, let's get uh, to uh, well, the Boston Marathon is where I wanted to go next because I was hoping that, that Cameron Dorn was going to go ahead and tell me uh, how he did. But evidently, uh, he's enjoying his success and running his <laughs> ninth uh, Boston Marathon all, uh, <laughs> for all. So, congrats uh, on all of that. But that's, you know, 26 point some miles uh, that he ends up running. From uh, Hopkinsville all the way into Boston, and uh, they finish right there in front of the big church and ring the bell. Dude, he might be having an ale at, at Pat O'Grady's, but after 26 miles, he's dehydrated. <laughs> <laughs> he had to get him an ale. He, yeah, he uh, might have. But, uh, you know, they they have uh, the professionals race. They call them elite athletes, but I call them professionals. But, uh, again, uh, Evan Chibet, he ends up winning the men's race, two hours, five minutes, and 54 seconds, being the final in that one. And everybody thought that uh, – The new guy who uh, has been like Mr. Marathon over the last year is number one in the world as of right now. Set the uh, world record too for for a marathon to go along with that. Uh, Kachobi, Kachogi uh, is his (laughs) name. I'll get it right here in a second. But they thought he was going to be just wipe the field with these guys. But Evan uh, Chibet ends up winning his second in a row at the Boston Marathon. Uh, Jacoby ends up. He stayed with the pack until about the 22-mile mark, and then something happened. You could see that he just got tight or something went on there um, and wasn't able to finish. And then congrats, too, in the women's uh, side of all of this as only her second marathon ever that she's ran from Kenya also. That's going to be Helen uh, O'Berry. It comes away with the win in time of two hours, 21 minutes, and 38 seconds to go along with that. So... Uh, that being said, we got one of our local guys in Cameron Dorn that has competed his ninth overall uh, Boston Unreal. Marathon. I mean, <laughs> from I, little old I, Waterloo I, of all places. I can't imagine running over 26 miles in a little over two and a half hours or a little under two and a half hours. Well, Cameron that did it last year in two hours chunky. and 54 seconds, I think, or 54 minutes. Man, uh, I think I mean, he was shooting to break just, that this year. I, I, just picking them up I used to run, man, when I was in shape. I ran, and like I said, I never, I, my, that, I could never even imagine a time like that. I mean, I can't imagine running twenty six. And miles. I was fairly, <laughs> like I said, we did yeah. mountains to the sea here on Thanksgiving night when we would run from like Walgreens right here to Edwards, and I mean that was a consistent, pretty yeah. little long haul. And then we got picked up by the band, and we went to the finish. And I mean, you ran another fourteen miles there, but I mean that's I, not at one time. Yeah. <laughs> 
And I was in good shape, man. I mean, I was. <laughs> But these, I mean, these guys are averaging, and I don't know what Cameron's averaging. I'll have to ask him next time I see him, but I, I imagine he's probably averaging around six to seven-minute miles. These guys were averaging four and a half. That's what I'm saying. It's unreal. And then they dropped to 530 for the second half of the race. Because so, we had mile. a Kenyan. There was a guy from Clemson that was from Kenya that raced for the Clemson team back in the day. That's another interview we got to have. I've already met a the archer young lady, and I said, now i got to meet the Boston Marathon guy, so get him in for podcast. <laughs> get him in for Next podcast. time he's in town, and most of the time you have to go out to Washington to get him. But, Uh-oh. Um, It'd be a phone interview. Yeah, he's living out there nowadays. So. Well, we get him on the phone. So we, we could. <laughs> Let's see where he's at, but congrats to him on all that uh, in running his ninth Boston Marathon. Wow, just phenomenal. That's incredible. But nine. But this is a guy, too, that – when he was here and, and he's attending Lander, he would ride his bike up to Greenville and back. You know, that's what, 50 miles? 50. One way? Yeah. One yeah. way, and then he'd ride back just for fun. That's my cousin. So. He does the same thing. <laughs> just for fun. All right. I, my luck right there, I, I, I wouldn't have an extra chain or I'd blow a tire. There you go. And then what am I going to do? I'm going to carry the bike back unless you hide in a ditch or something. I got you. All right. Now this is what everybody's been waiting for. What do you guys think of the spring games? Where do you want to start? Carolina? He's right there. Talk about about the game. (laughs) All right. We'll talk about Carolina. Black versus the the Garnets uh, in all of this one. And um, once again, it's a black team that prevails over the Garnet. 1917 is the final in this one. Out at Williams-Brice, another night game, nighttime scrimmage, as you would like to say. you know, I, Beamer. In my opinion, he's he he knows how to put on a show. Let's just call it that. Uh, yeah, he did that. <laughs> but you know, I mean, that, as far as the game goes, I think it was your typical spring game. Your, your defense is going to be ahead of your offense. Offense made some mistakes, but we we got to see a lot of young players too, and uh, a lot of problems coming out. Big, strong tight end that caught the first touchdown pass. Uh, Needed that because our tight end room's kind of depleted with graduation and whatnot. But um, I thought Rattler had a decent ball game. Did a little bit of time he was in. Uh, the the other kids, the uh, guy from Florence, Sellers, Sellers, yep. came in late. Okay, he, you know. Well, Lenore Sellers had a, a great, you know, three of eight in passing department. He shows some scrambling with his feet and what he was able to do. Um, and really, he lo- he looked a lot, and I, I hate to make that comparison, but he looked a lot like Steven Garcia did back in his freshman and sophomore year. Yeah, I, I can I can see that comparison. I can see it. But, uh, you know, you kind of look at different – the all the quarterbacks – Seem to be under pressure from the get-go. Um, a few turnovers, not many, which was good to see. But here again, the quarterbacks, Doty and Rattler, number one, had the green jerseys on, which means you do not hit them. Um, so, I, you know, it's a, it was a fun time, about 51,000 people that went to Willie B. and <laughs> – well, had the free concert and saw the fireworks and everything else. So, uh, well, I, you know, I like the defensive great side. Great weather. Yeah, it was great yeah. weather. Carolina's defense, to me, particularly on the Garnet side. Now, I know yeah. Garden Garnet didn't win. They they ended up uh, giving up the most points, but they had the most tackles for loss and the yards 
for tackles for loss to go along with it. And and we're not talking we're talking about a little bit, but Thomas Jr. three tackles for a loss, 19 yards to go along with that. Um, Davis had uh, two tackles for loss, 16 yards. Blanton two tackles for loss, 12 yards in the course of all that. And then the Black, they uh, they came close in the in the tackles for well, they probably had more tackles for loss by one, but the yardage wasn't near as much. <laughs> and, one and that's you, that's your starting. Yeah, and is, one of you, well, with the exception of Taka Hemingway, who's sitting on the sideline nursing a little injury, so Taka didn't get to play. So, you know, you throw him in the mix with all these other guys, you feel like, okay, we might have a pretty good defense this year. Um, and then you flip over to Clemson, and it looks like Clemson's defense is going to be better this year. They created a lot of turnovers for their team. And, uh, you know, offensively, Clemson, Klubnik had, what, 190 yards uh uh, I think he threw one or two picks, but yeah, two picks uh, out of the whole thing. Got sacked know, four times. But neither neither school put on what I would call an offensive show. I mean, twenty points is all you can score, <laughs> and your quarterback's not even get supposed to be getting well, touched. I and, mean, I, and I think that was due to the fact that the teams were divided so evenly for and Clemson. It, it, I mean, it could have been because you had your ones going against ones, and that might have been where. But you know, it's good and it's bad. Maybe you got the turnovers out of the way early. <laughs> Maybe you're not <laughs> going to have those in the game when well, they really count. You got to remember too: twelve of the twenty-two starters were didn't play in this yeah. game. Mm-hmm. That will play come the springtime in the process of all that. So really, you had some ones mixed with some twos Two. that were yeah. involved in all there. But it was more to for me. It was more the competition. Uh, at the various levels. For Carolina, yeah. we knew the competition where it was going to go was for the backup at quarterback mm-hmm. and who was going to be your leading running back. For Carolina, the running back and the wide receivers are where your competition is, as well as I think what some of the freshmen are doing offensively on, on that line for the Tigers, that was fun to watch where they were because the freshman defensive linemen just owned the day. Right. And, and particularly in what Brooks did. <laughs> I, I, and I can agree with that. I mean, it's uh, – it it looks like, and I said it before, it looks like the Clemson defense is going to be, again, loaded. And uh, hopefully they can keep going that direction and uh, kind of solidify a little bit on the back end. And uh, Wes Godwin is, they, is they a happy a guy few, with you saying that. Yeah, him. they had a few, uh, you know, defensive line snafus or whatever you want to call it last year and then hopefully this year they've got all that straightened out and well and you like the corner at depth depth right. wise is where yeah. you saw Clemson I think and you're thinking Gosh. get worn out a little bit yeah and yeah. I think the depth there is much improved this year and it's still we still don't know enough with either school both schools with new offensive coordinators so uh, you know everything was pretty much Basic. It's vanilla. You, that, you, you know, only you see vanilla in the game like that. You see vanilla offense here, but at the same time, does that make the defense look really better than what they are? <laughs> you know, we're, we're sitting here praising the defense, and we may and we may be totally wrong. <laughs> well, like I said, I, I'm i just not a spring game guy. It's fun to go to if you want to go to a game. Put your Gamecock shirts on. Put your Tiger clothes on. Go out there and be with your crowd. You're in the South, man, so you're going to get 50,000 there. You're going to get probably 
50 in Clemson, probably. I don't yeah. know. My, my, uh, we had a uh, Lakeland sports guy reporter, and he didn't walk out on me again because I want to get him up here because he's doing our Clemson uh, broadcast part of it, but he's going out to the car again. But, um, <laughs> so when B Rag gets back, we'll put it, we'll give him my spot here. But, uh, like I said, it's just, it's, I think the thing I look for is, is I'm always going to look for passing yards, touchdowns, stuff like that. I think a question mark, and the reason you were talking about the number of passes that Kay Klubnick threw is because he is the question mark at Clemson. You don't have DJ anymore to blame. So now if you got to blame anybody, it's Kay Klubnick. Um, I'm like you, Tom. I was a little more impressed with this freshman kid at running back that's told Will Demarch. Shipley that you're not, you might as well not get Thomas, better. Yeah. Uh, you ain't going to get better because I got your spot. <laughs> well, um, the, th- the one thing, too, and, and along with that is – I feel like just the spring game, okay, we can't say anything going forward, but the spring game, it looked like Clemson was making a conceded effort to run the ball unless they got behind the chains. And, you know, okay, yeah, I think they have, what, a fourth and three at the goal line. They threw a little old three-yard pass. But, um, you know, as long as they were picking up a few yards, they didn't mind turning around and handing it off. But, and a lot of that stuff was in the middle of the field, tackle to tackle. And we saw what the running backs can do. Now, how long can they keep, you know, with that kind of punishment being game in and game out? But, uh, well, I feel we rotate like the three I, of them. We, mm. Yeah. And we said last year, and I know I did more than once, run the dang ball, Dabo. But, uh, I don't think we're going to have to worry about that this year. I think he's going with the new OC. I with think Garrett, that's where yeah. he's going to go. Now, that's not to say Clemson's going to go out there and run the ball 50 times and throw it twice. No, they're not. But they're going to be more balanced, I feel like. Well, and we saw some young receiver freshmen that came in, uh, Josh Sapp uh, being one of them. Um, you had Hampton Earl, who was uh, in there as well, uh, providing a little extra. Uh, I was more impressed with Cole Turner coming out and, and able to find uh, ways to get open. I mean, he looked a lot better and more crisp than he did last year in the process. But Antonio Williams is a stud, man. I don't yep. Man, why do you keep throwing it? Man, you know I'm a Gamecock, man. You can't keep throwing Antonio Williams at and me I, like you're In your backyard and you can't keep him? Uh, I can't keep him, man. I'm just I'm heartbroken about it. Here, Here's something I want to give you comparison to. And that's why that, that if I'm a guy like B-Rat, I'm going to tell you why I'm excited about Garrett Riley. He took a guy named Max Duggan that we know crap about, was a second-string quarterback up there behind another quarterback at TCU who's got – now, K. Clubbuck's not the build of a Duggan, but he does have the, the stoutness of a Duggan. Can you imagine in, in two years that he's going to have being able to coach Clubbuck this year what you could possibly see from him as what another I'm saying Heisman is contender. he's a passing athlete. I know that I'm like saying you got to run the ball, but if you got somebody that's got confidence can throw the ball to an Antonio Williams, to a couple other guys, that's the reason I think Will Shipley, uh, you know, I, I, I would love to see him in slot. Um, and I, I think that's a possibility. But I, I'm telling you, I think we undersold Garrett Riley on what he can do at Clemson because we know Dabo's going to let him do his job. And if he can't do his job, he's gone. But I, I think they're going to be fine. I think and we saw more where the, the tight ends were are becoming more evident as well in yeah, barring that, And that's the key. Yeah, you got that's to. That's the one thing I saw in, in my take out of it. They don't – it looks like they're going to put that effort more in to see. We're going to see the tight ends in the middle of the field, and um, they're not going to be hesitant to throw it to them. But they've got them. Mm-hmm. Whereas 
a few years ago, they didn't really have a tight end. Yeah, no. they might have had great wide outs and great slots. They were blocking. They were blockers, is what they yeah, were. Yeah, tight end. They, we, they, they didn't use the tight yeah, end much with Streeter and. And you're going to see a change there now because that is one place I think that Garrett Riley he does use the tight ends real well. Um, Adonis, I can't think of the guy's name at TCU that they had. Adonis Jordan, I think, was the kid's name that they used the past couple of years up there. So you're going to get to know the tight ends as good as you know Antonio Williams, you know, up there. I, I'm excited if you're a Clemson guy. I mean, so to see what they're going to do or what they possibly can do. The other area of concern for the Tigers with um, moving on from graduation is probably going to end up being a pro is what's going to happen at kicker and where things were going to, to go as far as being, you know, the next guy up that's going to step up uh, at the kicker position. And, you know, right now um, is it the, the Beck kid, I think, at Boyd. Boyd. Boyd is his he name. Hit, he hit a, what, 51, a 51 yarder. And then came out to warm up, and I'm told he hit a 58 yarder in warm up for the, before the second half. So, <laughs> look. I think we, I think we found the replacement. Just don't let Dabo get a hold of it, man, because Dabo did the worst thing he could to DC Potter. But anyway, um, yeah, if you got a guy kicking like that and he's got that leg, that brings a whole new intangible to Clemson football because now that third down and and twelve, it don't really mean a whole lot. You want the first downs always, but if you got confidence in the kicker from fifty yards and you and he can do it on a regular basis, and you know you're gonna get three points, now that's what Dabo is smiling about to know that you're gonna get points every. Possession without having one that you don't get a possession, and, and, and you kick so. it into the end zone, and you kick well, it in the end zone. Well, and the thing too is, you know, along those lines, I don't have to get to the twenty-five yard line or the thirty-yard line to feel assured that I got three points. Right. If I get to the thirty-seven, hey, go on, take a chance. You know, put him out there, particularly early thing, in the know, game. Yeah, yeah, early in the game, and uh, but. Well, I mean, and both schools are going through the same thing, trying to find a kicker, trying to replace some kids that are going to be playing in the pros. Uh, punt games, you know, you really can't tell in a spring game because they just drop and punt it and Mm-mm-mm. guy catch it. Mm-mm. Not in Columbia, babe. <laughs> Kroger. Kroger hit 48.8 yeah. yards. He also got punt. a better passing percentage last year than <laughs> – Spencer Rowley. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so Kai Kroger is my guy. But you got well, Joyce right behind him. He yeah. was you like do. 44 in the one punt that he had. So, B Ray, what? Give me your report real quick. I know you're busy, but give me your report real quick. Uh, it's okay. Defense. <laughs> Bam. Stay and got it. D is yeah. amazing. <laughs> you got to get coordinated for that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> There you go. That's the B Red report. B Red report from up there in, in, up there in them hills, as I call it. So, uh, a fun time all in all. Like I said, you know, it's it's just you know good to get your friends back together and it's football and it's fifty thousand and you have a good time up there, man. So that's what it's about. And Georgia had the same thing. I don't know how many Georgia had at that game, but I, I, they I didn't saw, have near as many. I saw more negative to this morning about that spring game at Georgia than positive, which. Come on, you've won two national championships in a row. Uh, and then Tom tells me that Carson Beck looked, ph- looked phenomenal in that. Um, uh, I, he did. He, he came out. He wasn't rattled by anything to begin with, whereas uh, uh, Gunner kind of had his first, you know, possession was kind of yeah. rough, but he was on for the rest of it. Uh, and Vandergriff, he, he had his moments. Uh, he had good moments, but for the most part, you know, I don't – I don't know where they put, what the problem was or where he was, but 
Let me ask you a question. Unable to hit. Do you think Vandergriff, the problem with him is the fact that he knows Gunnar Stockton so well they played each other before? Do you think he just gets in his head? It might be. I mean, is that a possibility? Because we saw him play against each other in Rayburn County. But he's got one more year under that Georgia system than Gunnar does. He does. And, and you're you would right. Think, you, would, you would think – and he even said that he's learned more, and that's why he didn't enter the transfer portal, knowing that Beck probably would get the job, was because he keeps continuing to learn. Well, Beck's also a guy that he knows, you know, and that's key. I'm telling you, I this Georgia, they're no different than Carolina, they're different than Clemson. I mean, they'll turn their back on a quarterback in a heartbeat. And Carson Beck is another Stetson Bennett. He's done his time. And Vandergriff, I'm telling you, you're going to see him play this year. So he's going to come out and do something that just does not please Kirby, and then he's going to get a chance to play a little but football. Uh, but does he if he doesn't, Gunner, he's a heck of a transfer guy. But does he not put Gunner in instead of Vandergriff? And if he starts doing that, does Vandergriff just say, look. Oh, he's a portal guy then. Oh, yeah, no yeah, doubt. Dude, he's a portal I, guy. I see that I'm not going to take Beck's job, and I see that they're grooming Gunner to come in. I'll tell you the team he's going to. I'll go ahead and put him. He's but going then, to Arkansas. But then but then it could be just a reverse. You know, we're talking about Gunner. You know, all of a sudden, Vandergriff says, oh, wait a minute. I deserve to be number one. I deserve to be, if not number one, number two. Gunner, you go get in the backseat of the bus, brother, because <laughs> this, this team is mine now. I've Ooh. been here. We know that Vandergriff has got the height. He's got the build yeah, for it. He's six three, six four. Gunnar Stockton's not quite that big. Five I mean, eleven. Maybe yeah. Six so I mean, feet. there's a big difference in the in the prototypical style quarterback play. I mean, Gunnar's got the arm. He's got the legs to do it. I just I, the one thing that even we questioned when we went to watch Rayburn County is. Can't, has he got that mentality to bring him back to win a game? And he did in that game we went to. Yeah. Uh, but Vandergriff's got all the talent in the world, but Arkansas is licking their lips hoping that he don't get to play. Well, <laughs> and he's got another year in, the weight, in a he collegiate does, right. weight room and a collegiate dietary plan, uh, you know, so. I'm telling you right now, Stan, well, if, if I'm a quarterback, I'm not leaving any time to go soon. If I'm just a regular quarterback, because if you're not Jalen Hurts or somebody big like that, you're not going to make the money you're making in college. College kid like Klubnik and like and and like what he's gonna make at Georgia Carson back. I mean, with these NIL deals, it's crazy to leave to go to the NFL. Well, the only reason somebody like a Vandergriff may leave is because playing time, playing time, and he knows the more playing time he gets, the bigger his NIL is gonna be. And I've got a good shot at being a starter at this school. And instead of making a hundred thousand a year, I'm gonna make a million. Yeah, you're right. Well, the biggest question for Georgia. Overall, though, that I saw was definitely at the running back spot. They just not where they were last year and definitely not where they were two years ago in the process of everything that was there. But Well, I'm not going to jump on that bandwagon Ooh. because Georgia has historically some kind of way. They, they go over there and shake the hedges and running backs fall out of them. And, and they're not just your average run-of-the-mill running backs. Well, and, and, and I say that just because uh, Roderick Robinson had 42 yards and 11 carries. And, and <laughs> yeah, but think about the past couple of years. We didn't know who the running back was coming out. So we do, Even we Billy Wade yeah. didn't know who the yeah. running back was going to be. Don't. Still I mean, don't. Dejon Edwards could possibly be it, but, you know. Look. I give. Let me say this real quick. Cause my Georgia friends will be listening, so let me get this out. I never give y'all credit on anything. I'm gonna tell you what you did right in this in this spring game. What do you think about the fact that they that they took the delay? 
for the kid that died in the car wreck. That was oh, pretty classic. That was tight. I, I'll give you all that. That's my Georgia credit for the year. Uh, it's not expected from me anymore uh, as far as being a Gamecock. But I thought that was classy. Uh, so let me give Kirby the thumbs up on that. But I, I just – I think we're. Here, I think where we are now is, and Stan, you can answer this one because I'll get you in trouble too. Um, oh. I think we're at a point that we're going to start seeing what Kirby really is as far as is it the players that make that team or is it the coach that makes that team? And I think the past two years, you see it's been the players because, what, every year, every draft you got all 12 going? Well, I think that goes back to, to Georgia, and, and we know being in South Carolina and being Clemson and Carolina fans, Knowing that we our schools have to go up against Georgia in recruiting every year, but every year it seems like Georgia comes out on top. They 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 end up with a top recruiting class. When you have those kind of players come in now, before Kirby got there, yeah, Georgia might have a one or two in recruiting, but they never developed the players. Right. Now we're starting to see players develop, and this is where we're going to find out this year. Uh, Bobo going down, and a few. Where, how have these quarterbacks progressed since we got rid of, you know, number twenty six, number Bennett, you know, mm-hmm. number Stetson Bennett the forty fifth or whatever. He said twenty six. I like twenty six. <laughs> that had been in school for number. twelve years. You know, uh, it's contagious. Uh, you know. Now you're getting back and you're starting all over again with your with your quarterbacks. And let's see if they can produce another quarterback, find, like Tom says, the running backs that Georgia has historically found, that along with the defensive front that they usually come up with and the offensive line. They, You know, they've had a few great receivers come out of Georgia, but not a whole lot. Jiggery's pretty solid. You know, well, yeah, but <laughs> one out of how many? You oh, know? Yeah, and I then mean. you start looking at the defensive secondary. They're not that great in the defensive secondary for the biggest part, but they don't have to be because of the defensive linemen they get. They don't have to be great in the wide receiver because of the offensive line they have and the tailbacks that they've had. You know, and that makes it easier on that quarterback. So it's going to be with that question. Is can probably be answered this year. Yeah. Is it the players or is it the coaching staff that Kirby has put in place? I'm gonna tell you what he put in place, and you're gonna love this. He put a cancer in place. He's got he's got two of them. He's got Mike Bozo down there, and now <laughs> Must Jumps down there running the show. So that's two cancers right there. That's gonna eventually is gonna kill you, Coach. But well, 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 like, well, like, well. Georgia this year is going to to still end up losing a ball game somewhere down the line. It's going to be due to their special teams, uh, I think, this time around. Have you seen that schedule? Have you seen that schedule? Look at their schedule. Chris Weiner would be the easiest schedule ever. The people that think that Georgia had an easy schedule last year, look at the schedule this year. Even Good the new mascot's Lord. laughing about it. He's yeah, a baby, he's a baby <laughs> puppy. Boomer, and he's even laughing about the schedule. It's a, it's that that right there is just a joke. I know you got to play SEC teams yeah. down the road, but the one or two games might cost you big this year because twenty six yeah. ain't there to bail you out. To me, Tom, I've always said I thought Carson Beck was a better quarterback. I even me and Billy Wade even went at it on that one. Uh, it just turned out that all Stetson had to do was win the two championships, and he's a legend. Um, I do hate the fact that his stocks drop because of the DUI. Everybody makes a mistake. 
Um, and I'm still saying, if, if I'm Belichicking him in New England, I take a shot with this guy. I'm telling you, he's a winner in in 26. Now he ain't got much long to play, but because he's already 27, 28. Well, I was gonna say that's the one thing that probably helped him at the collegiate level more than a lot of the quarterbacks he played. Even the senior quarterbacks that he played, a lot of them were 22, 23 years old. Yeah. Bennett's, Bennett's 25, 26 years old. That two more years of – and I know he wasn't at Georgia the whole time, okay? We know he jumped around a few times. But he was in a collegiate weight room. He was in a collegiate film room. He was playing with collegiate players. And he learned a lot every step that he made. And he learned the mistakes and went – you know, when you learn from your mistakes and you don't repeat those mistakes, and he's been a winner. He he, he knows how to win the ball game. That's what I think makes him dangerous when it, when you do yeah. get in. I tell you what would be cool to see, a team that's USFL is trying to pick up a player, and we know how well the XFL and USFL work together. Mm-hmm. And we see what Pittsburgh's done with Mateo Durant from McCormick. The sheer fact that Pittsburgh made a call that he didn't play this weekend because he's got an injury. Don't you play him? We need him when NFL season starts. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're a Birmingham who won the championship last year with Skippy Holtz and and you're back this year and you don't have the same quarterback, take a chance and go get a guy like Stetson Bennett to 26. Let him play that one year of professional. You can't say that anymore because they get paid to play in college. <laughs> um, that one play at year, the next level. The well, next well, level. Well, I mean, it's, pro it's, sport. It's, it's become now. It is a job, Stetson. Now, it, is. it is a job. Instead of getting up and going and setting your class schedule to where you don't have to get up to 10 o'clock in the morning and your first class hitting to 1230, now you've got to get up in the morning and be at the complex by 8, and you're going to be there at a 5 every day. You're not going to one or two classes of basket weaving and then going sitting in the dorm room. <laughs> That's uh, the key. I mean, it- yep. Quick side note here, um, Boomer comes in as the new UGA uh, in the process yeah. this year. By the way, uh, UGA, the, I think it was the 10th or 11th, uh, is, retiring, is retiring as the, uh, with the most wins as a mascot, a live mascot. He'll live the good life, buddy. He will live the good life. He's lived a good life. He won't have to live. He won't have to worry about coming up before all the the crowd. Yeah, the only mistake he made was getting in front of uh, Bilva at Colorado. Yeah. (laughs) And that during his career. That one could have gone a little sideways. But other than that, he'll live the good life. He led led him to two national championships. So you go along in there. All right. Uh, Got anything else? USFL, excuse me, uh, XFL. And what's going on? DJ Swearinger, how'd he do this weekend? DJ Swearinger got dra- got picked up on Wednesday. So you say Wednesday, you got Thursday, Friday. You like you less one, than a week. Two yeah. practices yeah, in. Two maybe. practices in, but uh, I sent you the stats, so you can go ahead and tell tell the Lakers what he did. Uh, DJ Swearinger only had a pick six for 62 yards, but here's what's impressive, Stan. Nine tackles, eight solo tackles, and not playing football in two years. That right there tells you right there that they, these guys can play. Go out and get them because yeah. they can still play the game. They're pretty good. Um, and like I said, Mateo Durant, got he didn't play uh, yesterday because of the injury uh, to his lower back. Um, Birmingham starts USFL off perfect. 
Uh, I think there's two weeks left in XFL, and then you have playoffs. And you'll start seeing some big-time players coming back off of that one. i tell you one that really got to me the other day, though, was Devin Taylor. You remember Devin Taylor? Devin Taylor, Carolina. Played defensive end uh, from Buford High School of all. I didn't know that till the other day. Um, he is one of these guys that is playing with Tampa Bay in the, in the USFL. And Devin hadn't played in – Three years? Three years, I think. Got drafted by San Diego, played for San Francisco. Uh, so, like I said, USFL is going to keep the guys going. I mean, like I said, the Condre Wright, you know, played running back. Blake Cooper, the, all the Gamecocks are playing on that team. Skip just said, hey, I trust what, what, what they were doing down there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to keep them. But I was trying to think if there was any big, big games yesterday. Um, well, D.C. having to go to overtime was probably the biggest That was the biggest. The biggest. Them, and like but. I said, you think overtime win, and it was D.J. Swearinger that gave him the points that didn't win the game, but certainly put him in the position to be, to win a game. Uh, A.J. McCarron's still playing phenomenal football for St. Louis. Uh, they lost 30-12 to 12 yesterday, but, I mean, 18-32 for 186 and three touchdowns. I mean, as a broadcaster. Let's just yeah. make, it real. make it real. Alabama quarterback's a broadcaster now, having a great time. Um, Jordan Tamu to play Mississippi State last year. I mean, the other year. Uh, we're starting to see the names come back up. Um, but like I said, it's going to be another Birmingham year probably. I don't see uh, many teams stepping up. But Jeff Fisher not being at Michigan, and they come out and win that first game, and they asked O'Reilly, the coach, they said, what's the difference? He says, Jeff ain't here. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny to take a pot shot at your old boss yep. uh, for, to do that. But, uh, like I said, yeah, I'm a football guy, so I watch XFL, USFL until the real stuff comes on, as we call it. But uh, it's going to be good. I mean, I just can't get into the baseball like y'all can. I'm a Marlins guy, so, therefore, my team wins one of – Every now and again, so. they got to beat the Mets in this next series, though. Let me tell you. But you're a Braves guy, and you pull it, and so yeah, we'll pull through. We'll see. You'll survive. KC so. wasn't a challenge, but now we got to go to San Diego, so that's tonight. The pods, yeah, uh, that'll be fun. Yeah, they, uh, they won three of four. That is, the, by the way, that that was my original team. I loved from the get go. Was the Padres when my uncle was stationed out there, and I've got my old Padres stuff. I may pull it back out because I am. I'm telling you right now, you thought I ran Frank Martin out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Derek Jeter, but he. Better get his bus ready because I'm coming forward, Derek Jeter. If I can't win this year, should be fun to see what happens. So, final note: I want to bring up um, there is a new Guinness Book of World Records that is held by a retired Air Force uh, officer, that being Johnny Miller. Um, and this is one I think that you could you could get behind and end up doing. I'm be um, beer drinking. In December, <laughs> he lifted a total of two thousand four hundred and ninety-two point four pounds by dumbbell curls in one minute. How much? 2,492.4 pounds by dumbbells. How much did the dumbbells And, and, and that's cranking, man. That's uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, what did they – yeah. Oh, Lord. Did they make them heavier than 75? I've seen 75. Did they know. make them heavier than that? I don't know. I've seen some of them guys that can throw it. I don't know how big you would have to be to do that. I mean, but I, that's, that won't be touched for a while, and definitely by now Chris Cox won't be doing it. So I can promise you that. <laughs> I thought it was beer curls or something. I was getting excited. <laughs> well, see, there you go. I bet there's, there there's a go. world record for beer curls. There you go. B-Rad could be your counter. He could be the spotter. All right, we'll go. <laughs> all right get out there enjoy your games uh, check us out on facebook we've got the, the listings of all the baseball games and some softball games and and other activities track and field are going to be over the course of uh, this week judging by uh, other websites that are out there coach baker so. said he gets out and support the jv's tonight i think jv's got a big game at greenwood high school so get out and support the jv boys tonight about six 
Should be fun. Looking forward to it. We look forward to seeing you again on Thursday from Howard's on Main. I'm Tom Carroll. It's Dan Spivey, Chris Cox here. We are the Lakeland Sports Guys.